Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis, and hallelujah, praise be to the good Lord above. We have finally reached the point where Democrats and left-wingers and the Corona Bros are finally running scared and they are having to all acknowledge that their lies about masks and social distancing and all of the lockdowns are dead in the water that the vast majority, I believe, of the American public is now aware that their science arguments were all lies and you are seeing them run for the hills. I'm going to tell you why there have to be severe consequences for all of these people who lied to you and got everything wrong over the last couple of years, but we begin with the data today. California, Washington, and Oregon are all ending their school mask mandates. New York is poised to do so in the city, New York City, on March the 7th. The state of New York will end its school mask mandate on Wednesday. Virtually all mask mandates are collapsing. On Friday, the CDC, to the extent you still listen to the CDC at all, has done away with its mask mandate. All of the data has been clear for months and years, really, that masking did nothing. And all of your kids that had to wear masks I made my argument back in August at my local school board that there was no data to support kids wearing masks in August. I was right. The data has not changed. If anything, it has only continued to become readily apparent. This is not science. It never was. It's political science. And all of these things, Congress, California, Washington, Oregon, New York State, New York City, all of them ending their mask mandates. They're doing it right in time for Joe Biden to speak at his State of the Union tomorrow. If you don't see that this is blatant politics and that you have been lied to for years about masks and social distancing and COVID vaccine mandates, You are blind or you lack a functional brain. They are removing all the doubt. It is clear as day they were wrong. And that's why when you see Saturday Night Live suddenly making fun of whether you can even have a conversation about masks not working or whether mandates or boosters make sense or people losing their job over it, remember Saturday Night Live carried the water for those in power. They tried to say that Joe Rogan was taking horse dewormer. They lied, they lied, and they lied as a part of the media apparatus and suddenly they're all going to look around and realize that they were wrong and they're going to try to pretend that all of this never happened. This is, I've been saying it for a long time, the biggest public policy failure of my life and the biggest public policy failure since Vietnam in this country may be bigger and we have to ensure 
Just talked about this with Buck Sexton on the show. I think that every single person in America should be a single issue voter in 2022. And that issue should be this. Did the parties get COVID right? Or did they tell you that your business was non-essential and make you shut down? Did they insist that your restaurant had to have a mask mandate and had to vaccine check everybody unprecedented levels of overreach? Did they try to make you mandate a vaccine on you? The Democrats were all 1 billion percent wrong on COVID. Did they make your kids wear masks for years in school for no reason? You can't just forget about that because that's, make no mistake, what they are trying to do. This is a calculated political operation that they are running. They are going to try to have Joe Biden tomorrow declare victory against COVID. They are going to try to tell you that what they did was necessary and proper. They are lying. And I demand, I demand evisceration electorally for every politician that lied to you about whether or not your kids had to wear masks about whether or not you and your family were mandated to get vaccines to keep your jobs. I want every Democratic politician who tried to argue that you were trying to kill grandma if you ask whether or not shutting down every business made sense. Lockdowns failed. Every response to COVID was wrong. And the Democratic politicians who made this happen have to bear the brunt of all of it. I want electoral evisceration. I want the Democratic Party to be destroyed in 2022. I do. And the reason why is because if you don't have electoral consequences for being wrong about the biggest issue in any of our lives, certainly if you are around my age or younger, then what's the point of democracy at all? If you can dodge responsibility as a politician, your job is judgment. You are paid for your judgment. You are elected for your judgment. If you got all of this wrong on COVID, and they did, and you demonized anybody out there who would dare to talk about the data, the actual science, and point out why all of it was wrong, you have to go. And by the way, where is that charlatan Dr. Fauci? Where is that lying, conniving scoundrel who... I believe, helped to ensure that COVID came to exist in the first place by funding gain-of-function research in China and then has spent years lying about what he did. Where is that little smurf? He's not talking to the media suddenly, is he? He's not talking about all the restrictions and the droplets in the air and the diminution of the overall spread. He's vanished because the Biden administration and the Democrats have realized that America finally caught on to what a fraud Fauci is. He's vanished. He's not appearing anywhere. They're not trotting him out anymore. This has all turned on them in a big way. And what they're gambling on with their calculated political science here is they are calculating that people won't remember because March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Eight months. 
eight months effectively till the midterms, they are gambling that all of you are not going to remember that your kids had to wear masks for two years for no reason, that you had to potentially get a vaccine in order to keep your job. They are gambling that you're going to forget. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not going to let you forget. We need to extract vengeance. And vengeance comes at the ballot box via evisceration for anyone that supported lockdowns, school masks, or any other vaccine mandate associated with COVID. They need to all be summarily destroyed at the ballot box. I'm going to help make that happen with my audience, and I hope all of you are as well. All right, Uh, let's talk about what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, Big mess in Ukraine. Biggest issue that I have with Ukraine right now is we need to have complete energy independence from Russia. We can't have sanctions on Russia and then simultaneously be giving them tens of billions of dollars in payment for oil and gas. We need to replace the Russian oil and gas, take that money out of their economy. The ruble was down 20% today. Uh, the interest rates went from 9 to 20%. The Russian stock market was closed. These are body blows that we are landing on the Russian economic system, but we can't deliver the knockout punch until we are able to be energy independent from Russia, until Europe, the United States, and other Western democracies and democratic allies are able to get our oil and gas from other places. Where? United States. Maybe Venezuela, even though they're a mess. Uh, Maybe also Canada producing more. Saudi Arabia. These energy producing places, and by the way, we should be going 120% of capacity right now in the United States to make up for Russia, not only because we have the capacity to do so, but also because the money right now is so substantial. We are energy independent. We need to be funding even more of the overflow to help make up for what's going on in Russia. My concern right now in Russia, and I want to give a shout out to the Klitschko brothers, to Lomachenko, uh, the boxers, the athletes, I believe there's a tennis player as well that are making the decision to fight for Ukrainian independence. Props to all of them. Props to Zelensky uh, for continuing to fight. But here's the deal. My concern is as this fight continues that Vladimir Putin is potentially going to go even more extreme in his behavior and in his warmongering. Let me give you an example. How many times have you seen, unfortunately, two guys get into a fist fight? And if one guy wins the fist fight, the guy that loses is so angry that he either accelerates it by bringing in other friends to help jump the guy that won the initial fight or sometimes takes it to another level with a knife or a gun, right? And that's where the fist fight accelerates to. My concern is right now, Vladimir Putin is a bully who is losing a fist fight. And if he continues to lose that fist fight in Ukraine, my concern is he's going to accelerate the level of combat that he is willing to embrace because he is ashamed of getting his ass kicked, which is what's going on right now relative to expectations in Russia and Ukraine. By the way, also difficult to know 
all of the details associated with Ukraine right now. But I think it's quite clear that the rapid Blitzkrieg-style overwhelming assault (coughs) and defeat of Ukraine has not happened, right? That it has dragged on longer than most people expected that it would. That Russia has had more difficulty and a higher rate of casualty than what most of the so-called experts forecast. And if that is true, which I believe it is, my concern is that Vladimir Putin, who is getting embarrassed on the global stage right now, may decide to accelerate whatever weapons he is using. Hopefully not all the way up to nukes, but acceleration that potentially includes nukes and certainly could include raining down bombs on civilians It's part of an indiscriminate attack upon Ukraine as opposed to what has been, at least to this point, a somewhat discriminating attack in that it has been a targeted assault upon Ukraine so far. So that's my concern uh, growing beyond that. And right after that, we'll continue the discussion. But first, a momentary break. Uh, FIFA has banned Russia from the World Cup according to the New York Times, because several different teams were refusing to play against Russia. Uh, This is, I think, an interesting move. The right move by FIFA as it pertains to allowing a country uh, to participate in the World Cup when they're invading another country. But let me just say this. We just got back from China. The IOC didn't have the testicular fortitude to refuse to allow the Winter Olympic Games to take place in Beijing. If I look at the FIFA response, my question is, why is FIFA willing to do this when all of the IOC was not willing to do this to China? We went to Beijing and bowed down in front of Chairman Z, even though he has helped to cover up COVID and I believe allowed COVID to spread from a Chinese lab. Now, there's still debates about exactly where COVID came from, but I think all of the data and evidence that I have seen, and also agreed to, by the way, in England, militates in favor of believing that COVID came out of a Chinese lab. We won't know maybe forever for certain because China covered up everything relating to COVID and lied to the world about its origination so that we can't even have a reliable investigation now. And yet, we continued on to China and bowed down and allowed them to host the Olympics. I think it's the right decision by FIFA to pull Russia out of the World Cup over their invasion of Ukraine. But I believe the IOC failed. We didn't set the same precedent as it pertains to the Olympics. We got that all wrong. Uh, Kyler Murray. I don't know how many of you saw early this morning the, uh, the note, the letter, the, uh, the released press statement that came from Kyler Murray's agent demanding effectively a new contract from the Cardinals. Big error in judgment to me by Kyler Murray. First of all, the statement was far too long. Secondly, there was no reason to send the statement. Third, Kyler Murray has not proven necessarily that he deserves a monster contract the likes of which other top players are getting. Uh, 
So far, Kyler Murray has been the quarterback for the Cardinals for only three years. They've had one winning season. This comes from Warren Sharp, who does good work at Sharp Football. They've won zero playoff games, one winning season, zero playoff wins. This past year, Kyler Murray ranked 25th in the NFL in early down pass efficiency with a .01 negative EPA on a drop back passes. That put him behind Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Goff, Tua, Taylor Heineke. Uh, So this release that he put out really is strange. All caps, uh, way too long. It to me makes it look like even more that he is actually um, a malcontent that is not the kind of player that you can build a championship team around. Uh, By the way, speaking of malcontent and absurdities, you see the new data coming out of New York City? New York City is, as I talked about to start this program, going to change their COVID vaccine passport data. They're going to change their school mask requirements. This is New York City itself. Um, But they're not changing the rules that govern who can play sporting events, in particular basketball. Kyrie Irving is still going to be ineligible to actually play basketball in New York City. But get this, under the new rules that will go into place on March 7th, Kyrie Irving would be eligible to go to a game as a fan and sit courtside. But he can't play in the actual game. What sense does this make? Think about this for a minute. Kyrie Irving could go to the Brooklyn Arena, buy courtside seats, sit on the front row, not wearing a mask, drinking whatever he wants, and eating popcorn. Could have a beer, eat popcorn, have a soda, eat popcorn. That's permissible under New York City rules. And he could, while sitting courtside, watch unvaccinated visiting team players play in the game, but he himself would not be eligible to play in the game. Let me repeat that. He can go as a fan, he can sit courtside and watch unvaccinated visiting team players play, but come March 7th, he will not be eligible to play in the game himself. What sense does that make at all? Mayor Adams in New York City, I know that you are already a better mayor than that imbecile you replaced, Bill de Blasio, but you got to sit and look at those fact patterns and say, wait a minute, this is totally illogical. It makes no sense. It's the opposite of all science. This is pure lunacy, all right? You've got to change this for everyone. Kyrie Irving is just a perfect example of how absurd this is. Um, Also, speaking of absurdity, I want to tell you about uh, the way that our interview with Donald Trump has been covered. Final topic here for you guys. We interviewed Donald Trump six days ago down at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, Appreciate former President Trump, 45 himself, spending a full hour with us. The amount of fake news that has been given attention and credence and legitimacy based on what President Trump said about Vladimir Putin 
is crazy. My wife called me uh, driving home recently. She said, I never realized, I'm paraphrasing here, I never realized how much fake news there was till I started paying attention to things that you would talk about. But she listened to the entire Trump interview and she was in disbelief over the way that CNN, the Washington Post, the New York Times, MSNBC, the usual suspects are covering this story. Look, the data is pretty clear. 62% of Americans, according to a Harvard-Harris poll, do not believe that Vladimir Putin would have invaded Ukraine if Donald Trump were still president. I, by the way, agree uh, with all of those 62%. That's the argument that I've made. 59% of the American public in that same poll believes that one reason Vladimir Putin invaded is because of Joe Biden's extreme weakness. I agree with that as well. Trump did not praise Trump did not praise Vladimir Putin. Some people are saying, oh, that's wonderful. That's a sarcastic comment that he made to us. Oh, that's wonderful. That's like if I get a telephone call right now, I'm going to go pick up my kids soon, and they say, hey, your son is in the principal's office. You need to come pick him up. He has uh, gotten in trouble in class and he's been suspended. I might respond, oh, that's wonderful in a clearly sarcastic manner, okay? If you ever have had your in-laws spend weeks with you over the holidays, when your wife calls you and she says, hey, my mom and dad are going to stay in our house and oh, by the way, we're also going to have my brother and sister and eight little kids. They're not going to stay in a hotel. They're all staying in our home. You might say, oh, that's wonderful meaning the exact opposite because you don't want all those house guests. The fact that people aren't willing to actually listen to the audio and recognize that when Trump said, oh, that's wonderful, it was clearly sarcasm and he's clearly saying that he disagrees with Vladimir Putin going into Ukraine and supports Ukraine. Like, this is madness, It is the foundation of fake news. It is utter lies that are being spread widely with no basis in fact whatsoever. And it's continued now for six days since we had that conversation. This is one reason the American public over time figures out the truth. This is why Joe Biden's newest approval rating in the Washington Post, 37%. And Democrats are underwater against Republicans by a massive amount that is showing that a red tide is coming. And I don't think anything that Joe Biden says in his State of the Union is going to change that. Uh, I'll talk, I'll do a live reaction show right after the State of the Union tomorrow. Let's plan on that. Let's go ahead and flag that as uh, as a topic coming in your direction. I appreciate all of you uh, for following and uh, consuming everything OutKick related. Go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment of that. I am Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been OutKick, the show.